get some insights to the news shaping the market. And for that, we welcome in every single Monday Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab. Of course, we have, welcome, uh, a big week, right? We're going to have a lot of uh, prints for earnings. What are you watching for here? Big earnings week, big CPI week uh, for especially the Fed. Yep. Um, in addition to what we saw on Friday from the jobs report. But I don't know if uh, the Fed is still as focused on the labor market. I think it's still mainly the inflation environment. Um, and you can, you know, that's evident in, in all the Fed speak that we've had yeah. recently. There's been almost no mention of specific metrics around things like payrolls. Um, it's still heavily inflation focused. But on the earnings front, um, I think it's going to be, you know, another crucial quarter where if we net out energy, because it's still the biggest driver of overall, um, you mm -hmm. know, aggregate earnings gains um, at, the, at the headline level. Um, looking at the widening out of how many sectors are expected to go into negative territory, the fact that you're still not getting as much of a revision to the downside uh, for estimates coming down. So that's our, in our view that you're still probably likely to see that moving forward. And now we have more of the adverse impact from the dollar, um, which is not going to show up, I don't think, the strongest until next year, but it's starting to creep in more, um, whether it's on you know the sentiment side with how many companies are mentioning it, or now if you're going to start to, you know, to actually see it materially impact the bottom line. Yeah. And, you know, we have, as you mentioned, we're watching inflation, right? So we'll have PPI on Wednesday, yep. CPI on Thursday. In addition to the banks, before I get to the banks, mm -hmm. I mean, these inflation prints are so key. Yeah, right? I think this might be the first time where we can really start to see how much of that supply side or pandemic lockdown driven inflation um, is, is waning. Because you're starting to see in any leading indicator for the supply side, whether it's shipping rates or even from the pandemic point of view and what was driving it most, things like used cars. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen some of the proxies for that, whether it's the Mannheim used car index now go into negative territory in year-over-year terms. That's the first time since May of 2020. All of that is stacking up to say that you're going to see disinflationary pressure building, but is it going to actually feed into the CPI? I think that's really the major question. And then also on the demand pull side, um, is that going to stay elevated? Because if mm -hmm. it does, when we start to parse through the details, that's not what the Fed wants to see. And even if we do get a softer number on Thursday, there's probably a potential for a bear market rally and a lift right, because of that. Right. But again, the Fed needs to see, you know, multiple uh, moves lower in CPI or PCE. So it's not going to just be a, you know, we can take a victory lap and that solves the inflation problem from here. I think it'll be important to know uh, and, and notice any sort of underlying trends and how much they're starting to roll over. I get caught up on um, how people criticize the Fed, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, the Fed didn't do enough. <laughs> uh, they're late to the game. And then it becomes, well, they better not tighten too much. Um, you know, now we're on the other side of the yeah. coin, right? They better tighten fast and front load and get <laughs> it done. And then it becomes, well, don't do too much because you yeah. could, you know, cause a recession. So I sort of, you know, I, I feel Jay Powell's pain because he really is caught. We have the Fed meeting coming up uh, the first week of November. And, you know, I, I, I know a pivot is not in the cards, but maybe a pause at some point. Yeah. Talk of a pause. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. We were some of my team and I were talking about that this morning, where they just can't, they can't seem to find themselves in a good spot, uh, you know, regardless of where they fall, uh, you know, in being too late to hike or, mm -hmm. um, you know, now going too aggressive and being overly aggressive. But, you know, I think from their perspective, the risk of losing credibility by turning too soon now um, is probably greater. And now that we do have the inflation problem, there's at least something there to point at and say, here's what we can actively target, here's how we can combat it. And it is working in sectors like right. housing. Just depends on how much it starts to filter over. But yeah, again, I mean, I think 
um, if, if we get some sort of softer print on Thursday, that, that helps the narrative. And inflation expectations are still low and well anchored. So that certainly helps, too. I'm just not sure, given the Fed speak last week or in the past couple of weeks, or even this morning, Charles Evans from the Chicago Fed was out saying that he still sees you know, the rate getting up to 45 to 5% in that yeah. range. Um, so they're really not letting up on any of that. And I, I don't necessarily see one CPI print completely changing that narrative and, and forcing them to you know, sort of go into pause mode anytime but soon. But as you said, they're starting to see some signs, right? Yeah. You mentioned, um, I think you used cars, yeah. right? Um, housing has been another one. And there was an interesting write-up in Barron's about PVC piping. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that you need this in your house when you're building a house and it's down 46% and quarter over quarter. So yeah. it shows things are turning and turning pretty quickly. And that's why the discussion is real about how much tightening and how fast yeah. because, you know, it could really turn really quickly. I'm just turning our attention to earnings because as we stop talking about inflation, we're going to start talking about earnings deterioration. Right. I, I would guess yeah. that's what people are discussing. So we'll start to hear from the banks later this week. Your thoughts? Well, there's anticipation uh, certainly for deterioration. And if you look at just the, the percentage now of companies, this is more on the qualitative side. So what they're saying, you know, sort of sentiment in earnings calls and yeah. um, and releases ahead of ahead of the season, um, you know, about a third of companies in the S&P have been talking about earnings being guided to the downside. Um, so that's the highest since the pandemic, not the same in magnitude terms as the pandemic mm -hmm. uh, shutdown phase. But you're starting to see it filter through now to actual language from the companies, but still hasn't taken full hold yet because second quarter was better than expected when you compare where we started to where we ended up. Third quarter could be the same thing, but we just think now this is where some of the hits from something like a stronger dollar or actual pricing power issues are gonna start to take effect. Um, but on the dollar itself, you know, that's a tough one because when you look back at the history of profits, whether it's foreign profits or overall corporate profits, there's yeah. a pretty significant lag between what the dollar does and what, prof what foreign profits and corporate profits do. Yeah. So we're probably not going to see that factor in materially until next year. Just a quick on the retail sales, because yeah. we're going to get sentiment in yeah. retail sales at the end of the week. I just want to touch on how the consumer is feeling, and that retail sales print is really important too, right? Yeah, Quickly. and it's, you know, it's still a tough number to dissect, because if it's really strong, sort of feels the inflationary pressure. But if it's really weak, then it sort of feels the recessionary yeah. pressure. So I think it gives the market a little bit of a tough spot to work with. Okay, so we'll have to digest that. Yeah. Kevin, nice to see you. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you, you so much. Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab.